Welcome to Let's Talk About Race, an intergenerational discussion about race with independent journalists from the Pacific Northwest. From Grassroot News Northwest, I'm your host and moderator, Lenita Duke. Hi, I'm Althea Billings. I'm a journalist and radio producer in Portland, Oregon, and I'm Generation Z. Greetings. I am Professor Johnson, political analyst and educator and baby boomer from the Lone Star State, Texas. I am Cecil Charles Prescott. I host a talk show in Portland, Oregon, and I am a baby boomer. I'm Nia Gray, the faith reporter from Pennsylvania, and I'm Generation X. I'm Michelle Melton, and I'm an associate producer and technology reporter in Georgia, and I'm a millennial. Hello, my name is Mary Lee, and I live in Portland, Oregon, and I work for The Mill, the Multnomah Idea Lab. Come on. Let's talk about race. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all of the things and about things that make me. Let's talk about race. Let's talk about race. Race. Today's topic is home is where the violence is. Domestic violence in America. The most dangerous time in a relationship is when a woman wants to leave. Home is where the violence is. Half of women who die by homicide in America are killed by an intimate partner or a family member. This is a pandemic within a pandemic. Home is where the violence is. Why is it that leaving a relationship is most dangerous for a woman? It's because it's an instance of loss of control and that that is something that especially for, you know, men who are dominant in a patriarchal society that can be challenging to them. And all of these things are compounded by different systems of oppression in society. And all of those need to be addressed in the conversation. But also, as Professor Johnson was saying, for a woman to successfully leave a relationship that it requires her own independence, it requires her to have an economic state that is sufficient. And that is something that the way our society is structured right now is not guaranteed. And that the expectations of women are that you work and you raise the children and you are in whatever ways, you know, maintaining the house, you're subservient to your partner in that particular way. And so that's, those are all kind of like the layers on top of layers that haven't necessarily been entirely liberated with younger generations. Thank you, Althea. Let's move to Cecil and then wrap it up with Mary Lee. I'll wrap up that particular question with Mary Lee. I think it is horrible um, to think about how many, something like 45% of Black women have experienced rape, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. Intimate partnered violence mean that those who are closest to women are the ones who threaten and commit violence. And so it is very difficult, I would imagine, to leave, to move out of that relationship. And when you try to do that, you are most at risk of being attacked. Thank you, Cecil. Mary Lee? 
when you look at the dynamic of the pandemic, who's, you know, on whose shoulders did both the work and the caring for the children and the schooling of the children and the caring for the household and the caring for the sick and every other task fall to were women. And so many families, you know, of course have failed, but many more would have failed if not for the efforts of the women in those families. And then knowing that, um, you know, the violence was happening and people couldn't leave. I mean, they legally could not leave because of quarantine. That is a no-win situation. And it's these dynamics, these economic dynamics and, and the systems of oppression. And I want to say we cannot disentangle racism, white supremacy from intimate partner violence and the things that we're talking about here. We cannot uh, unlink them. We cannot divorce them from each other. We have to understand how they impact and work upon each other in a very, very um, intentional and slick way. If you are just joining us, you're listening to Let's Talk About Race. Our topic, home is where the violence is. Domestic violence in America. Althea and then Cecil. So the question about why do men raised by women, you know, commit domestic violence or engage in intermittent partner violence, that resonated with me. I mean, I I know plenty of men who really revere their mothers. And this is something that I've, I've definitely read about in the past, that they revere their mothers, but not in their capacity as women, but as someone who provides for them and loves them in, unconditionally. And it kind of plays into this Madonna horror situation, the complex, that that really got me thinking, where because the mother is a non-sexual figure in one's life, there is a special reverence for that. And when you're encountering women elsewhere out in the world and sex and sexuality is introduced, there's a framework of understanding that divides women's humanity into Madonnas and whores. And Madonnas are to be respected and whores are not worth it. And it prevents men in many ways from seeing the complex human person, the humanity of the women in their life. And that the cycle continues because they can never find a woman who is their mother, who will unconditionally love them and serve them in all of the ways that a parent does. Because that's a parent. That's not an adult romantic relationship, if that's what we're, we're discussing here. It's very troubling, right? And it's but it is something that can be pieced apart if you're interested in doing the work. There was a question posed in, in some of the reading that I did about this was, you know, thinking about the people in your life, thinking about the women in your life, thinking about your partners. What is it that you like about them that has nothing to do with the ways in which they serve you? And that isn't to say, you know, someone who's generous or a good listener shouldn't be valued for those things, but understanding what is it about the people in my life, and not to say that you should cut anybody out for any of those things, but to understand somebody complexly, what is it that is inherent about them that I enjoy aside from they're a great cook, or they always listen to my problems, or they're, you know, they pay for a bunch of stuff that I'm really interested in doing, or any number of things like that, I think, is is an interesting place to start in figuring out what is it that I really value in somebody else that doesn't have to do with the ways that they are serving me. Cecil and then Mary Lee. How often do we hear, oh, 
Johnny, you are the man of the house. You hear that over from a very young age. And I think what we are saying or what people are saying when they say to little boys, you are the man in the house, is it acknowledging and affirming patriarchy and saying that boys are men and you have a certain role to play. We need to acknowledge how sexism, male dominance, and and, and male privilege is lifted up in the homes. And we need to recognize and stop colluding with this patriarchy. And men have to get out and denounce this patriarchy. And we have to allow our boys to be boys. We have to allow children to be children. And we have to say that patriarchy is wrong. We have to move beyond that. And we have to offer a different model of what it means to be a boy, what it means to be a child. And we have to question and alter gender roles that are forced upon children from early on and change our ways of being human. It's heavy work, it's important work, but until men are able to say, no, I refuse to play this role, then and only then do we begin to see changes in our society, in our families. Mary Lee? Well, look, here's the account. I agree with every, everything that's been said. And here's the accountability I want and I demand from the men uh, in my life and the, 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 the men in general who care enough about this issue to engage, which is hold your brothers accountable. And if that batter, if that abuser goes to his grave without ever belittling or violently demeaning, or physically harming, or sexually abusing another woman and child, then I'll agree that they've been cured and that they have, you know, renounced their violent ways. But until that happens, I expect men to hold other men accountable for their behavior and for stopping the violence, period. Come on. Let's Race. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Talk About Race. I like to end the show by saying every day and in every way, we hope you agitate for social change. Thank you for listening. For more information on Let's Talk About Race, visit us on social media. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk Race 1. Or check us out on Instagram at L-T-A-R show or www.letstalkrace.net. The following program has been produced by Grassroot News Northwest.